Welcome to Tackless Radio. right Gwen <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between to another episode of tackless radio and it is I be bad and of course we love to start the week off with a good song and the song that you heard on the way in here by Gwen Guthrie ain't nothing going on but the rent <laughs> and I actually really enjoy the song because as you all know I love stand-up I love comedy. One of my favorite stand-ups, Eddie Murphy Raw. He has a little bit in there where he's like these new age women, these modern women, you know, they making money now and da da da. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Now you talk to these women, you'd be like, hey baby, what's going on? And her response is, motherfucker the rent. <laughs> because, you know, no romance without finance. And the song speaks to my Capricorn Venus which is also in my second house. And I'm not saying um, that I am a gold digger or anything like that. But what I am saying is that I get stimulated by stability, which is a Capricorn. A Capricorn ain't nothing but a goat that can literally efficiently go up and down a mountain. Very tactical, skillful people. And your Venus as it probably sounds to a lot of you all, is the planet of love and femininity and beauty, luxury, things of that nature. So when you put the planet and the sign together, it pretty much gives you a representation of how that particular part of your life will show up. That just means the way that I love or the things that I love or the things that make me fall in love Our financial wealth and stability. And I have come to terms with that. (laughs) I have just come to terms with that, that I like stability. I like to not have to worry about where meals are coming from, where lights are going to be cut off. And I also am not going to subscribe to a relationship of struggle love with a motherfucker until they get their shit together. I just rather go find the motherfucker with his shit together that who can provide all of those things that I know are important to me. And I am not shy to say that out loud. Hell, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm not shy to say anything. But Gwen and I are eye to eye when it comes to that. So ain't nothing going on but the motherfucking rent. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to go ahead and get into uh, shit I saw. Hey, hoochies. 
it's now time for shit I saw. And some shit that I saw has been pretty interesting this last week. So I don't know if you all knew, but Big Tigger is bringing back Rap City. Man, about a week and a half ago on October 5th, he had a hour long premiere of Rap City's The Basement where he interviewed Fat Joe and essentially is trying to reprise the show. And for my millennials that are listening to this, I know y'all remember Big Tigger in the basement, Rap City, the Cyphers, everything. That particular show was a cultural pillar in the music industry, in the music genre that is hip hop and rap loved it it was the way that we could really see some of the upcoming hip-hop rap artists of that time and they really got to be creative you get to see their flow you get to know them you get to really fall in love with them you get to root for them I saw like Ludacris and I ended up watching like Kanye's earlier this morning. It was fucking awesome to kind of reminisce considering that Big Ticket is trying to bring the show back and I'm all for it. What I saw that ended up getting me to the point where I was like, oh shit, Big Ticket bring it, uh, the basement back, was that a clip from his premiere went viral. Big Tigger had Fat Joe on as a guest. Fat Joe, in his own right, is a cultural icon in the hip-hop space, specifically for New York. And Big Tigger asked Fat Joe a couple of questions. They were playing like a little game. And Big Tigger says, I'm going to ask you to give me the 2021 version of the rappers that I'm going to give to you. And Fat Joe's like, okay, okay. And everybody's like, nigga, what is he going to say? Because essentially Big Ticket is going to give him, he's going to give him hip hop icons. And he wants Fat Joe to say who he thinks, who he thinks the hip hop icon or similar to of today, of a 2021 artist, who would be the version of them today? And I'm like, oh, this is a good question. I would love to know what Fat Joe thinks about this. So the first artist up that Big Ticker gives Fat Joe is Jay-Z. And you know, Fat Joe is like, ooh, that's difficult. That's difficult, da, da, da. I mean, it should be difficult. But Fat Joe says like Kendrick Lamar, sufficient enough answer. I wouldn't have said it, but sufficient enough answer. The second one he gave was Lauren Hill. And Fat Joe was like, oh, I really don't know if there's a current Lauren Hill because the girls these days, you know, they really rapping or they singing. They're not rapping and singing. I really don't know of a female artist of 2021 that really has the or just has the layers and the level of talent that Lauren Hill had. And Big Ticket was like, okay, 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 skip. E40. And I believe Fat Joe said Rod Wave because Rod Wave and E40 are both big guys. And everybody's like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. He says Tupac. And then Fat Joe was like, oh, that's real difficult. You know, it's really no one like Pac. Da 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 da. But I'm going to have to give it to Da Baby. Uh, nigga, what? 
I'm gonna do you a favor, my brother. I'm gonna leave it to you because if I, if, 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 if it comes out of my mouth, if it comes out of my mouth, and I sit up there and I literally articulate it, the stuff that this man has done. What? Okay. And the last one that he gave him was MC Hammer. And Fat Joe cracked a joke like, I don't know what nigga dancing today, like, you know, like MC with the hammer pants on. Whoever dancing today, you know, that's probably the answer. And we were like, all right, all right, all right. And of course, Big Ticker threw him a bone and was like, well, who would you say? the 2021 version of Fat Joe is. And he was like, Nims, he loves Nims. He's, you know, out of his hood, out of his area. And you know what? Um, the fact that Fat Joe is a hip hop icon and answered that question on his own, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna scratch that one out. But what I thought would be really interesting to do with you all is to give my answers to Big Tigger's questions. Because Fat Joe literally had to have been on crack who was on crack when he said that the baby is the 2021 version of Tupac, which is the reason why that clip went viral. Cause everybody was like, the fuck is he talking about? I too was like, the fuck is he talking about? The baby and Tupac don't even talk about the same thing, let alone have the same cadence or the same cultural impact. Like the baby is out here being homophobic, transphobic and misogynist and Tupac was trying to get niggas to take care of their kids. Like it's a completely different apples and cars, sir. Not even in the same ballpark. But I wanted to give you all my versions or at least my answers to this little game because I thought it was really interesting. And I think I could give y'all better answers because clearly Fat Joe wasn't prepared for the game and also fat joe probably isn't really tapped into the music scene of today to even give you 2021 artist he clearly didn't know enough to give answers um that were adequate or sufficient answers so i'm going to do it <laughs> so let's get into it for jay-z fat joe said k-dot kendrick lamar which is sufficient. I say sufficient because like, great. It's an answer that's pretty reputable. Kendrick Lamar is a phenom in his own right. A cultural icon himself. However, however, the question was about 2021. And I would even be able to give some people a, a, a swap out. Like if you want to swap out K-Dot for J. Cole, that's sufficient too when it when we're talking about Jay-Z. Um, what I am trying to say about Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, an artist of that level in terms of being the 2021 version of Jay-Z is that K-Dot and J. Cole aren't 2021 artists. J. Cole himself calls himself the middle child. He has a song called The Middle Child because these artists have aged out of what I would be con be able to consider the category as a 2021 artist. They are phenoms. They're cultural icons. They're fucking fantastic. Absolutely amazing. They have pushed a generation. They are talented in their own right. However, they are not 2021. They're too old. <laughs> So if we're looking at today 
And I know a lot of you all are going to be like, Brittany, what the fuck? But follow me. I'm going to give y'all some perspectives to my answers because I have several because I just have to. When I think of a 2021 Jay-Z, Young Thug comes to mind. Now hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. The reason why Young Thug comes to mind is in, in terms of impact. We have to remember that Jay-Z was talented at his craft, but he was even more brilliant at the impact he had on a generation, similar to Young Thug of today. A lot of you all are probably gonna hate his music. A lot of you all hate the like whiny dee 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 dee, but he was the first to do it. Like a whole soldier boy moment, he was the first to do it. And there have been so many artists since Young Thug who will credit Young Thug for why they're in the game, for why their cadence is the way that it is, for why they sound the way that they sound, and to why they even are successful. Young Thug has also allowed fashion to be a pillar and also not only just a hip-hop icon but a cultural icon in terms of his fashion because he has pushed the boundaries there and y'all hate the fact that he's pushed those boundaries but he's pushed them nonetheless and challenged you all to look at something different the way that i believe jay-z being a drug dealer from new york can sit at a boardroom table with white men and throw his dick on the table just like the rest of them wearing Timberlands wearing a Yankee cap still being authentic to himself it was crazy to see that niggas used to wear baggy ass button-ups baggy ass jeans and Tim's to a wedding and that was culturally acceptable and considered presentable why because they saw jay-z did it and that motherfucker's out there signing million dollar contracts so why not and guess what young thug is signing million dollar contracts in a skirt and i believe that the cultural impact is definitely there however my other perspective here is if i'm going to be thinking of the 2021 version of jay-z cultural impact i'm giving it to young thug now in terms of artistry I'm going to actually give it to Corday. Yep, I'm going to actually give it to Corday. When I'm looking at Jay-Z, the rapper, when I'm thinking of his flow, his message, his cadence, when I think about the intellect that is needed and necessary for some of the bars that he gives, like you got songs that you really got to follow Jay-Z on. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that in Corday already nominated twice for a Grammy this young man is on his way he will be in terms of talent lyrically I believe years from now in the same atmosphere as Jay-Z I can definitely see it definitely definitely see it y'all let me know if y'all feel differently <laughs> Lauren Hill I was a little disappointed that Fat Joe couldn't think of anyone for Lauren Hill because just off of the strength of like woo-woo-ness, off the strength of like burning my sage and getting my soul together, Janae Aiko did pop into my brain because Janae is a singer, very much so Lauren is a singer, but Janae also on a couple of her songs got a flow 
that is basically rapping. Like she definitely got the crunchiness, but she also got a little bit of that hip hop where if you just cut the beat, it is an entire flow. Like the beautifulness and the messaging and the authenticity I can see in Janae that is similar to Lauren. But what my real answer is, is Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. I could I could easily see Tiana Taylor being the 2021 version of Lauren Hill. Both East Coast girls. And Tiana still got that like home feeling. Like that home girl round the way feeling. Like she kick it with the niggas just like Lauren. She got street cred just like Lauren. She can sing and rap. She's beautiful, confident, don't take no shit. Like I really can see Tiana Taylor being the 2021 version of Lauren Hill. I wish Fat Joe just thought about it a little longer, a little longer. Now, next one was E40, which was interesting because I guess it's like one nigga's fat, the other nigga's fat. So I guess it works. But if I'm going to look at E40's artistry, his cadence, his flow. He put West Coast, Bay Area, essentially on the map. Him and Too Short, hands down. And what I give E-40 credit for is the innovation in terms of his delivery. Because you would have to listen really closely to an E-40 song because he gonna make it fast, he gonna slow it down, he'll give you so many ad-libs, so many inflictions, like, even a key change <laughs> you look at e40 and you say to yourself this particular person has looked at the musicality behind rap and hip-hop and started to play with it started to innovate with it like really become a new sound other people that come to mind that has taken hip-hop and started to play with the musicality of hip-hop Ludacris comes to mind Twista comes to mind Q-Tip comes to mind but when we're thinking of someone who plays with the musicality of hip-hop and of hip-hop and rap when I'm thinking of someone who has a different flow a different cadence who can speed it up slow it down who can jump with the music who can jump off of it who can be off key and then jump back on who could basically do double dutch with the song, do double dutch with they beats, do double dutch with they bars and they lyricism. Tierra Whack came to mind in terms of a 2021 E40. And really listen to a lot of her music because she is a breath of fresh air in terms of taking music and just playing with it like putty and being super creative and out there and authentic, but very authentic to who they are and allowing you to come in for the ride. I appreciate that about her in terms of innovation. But when I do think about someone who's a little bit closer, who may be the 2021 version, it's gonna go to J.I.D. Jid. Yes, hands down, I love just listening to his voice. Similarly to how a lot of people just love E-40's voice. Like E-40 is selling a wine right now and the, and he just shows you how to like 
present the wine, drink the wine. It is like sold out, by the way, because people love buying black. But he's just talking about the wine and his voice is just so silky and just so distinctive. Jid definitely, when he's just normally talking, <laughs> sounds like maybe a 22-year-old for sure. But the way that he's able to deepen the voice, heighten his voice, use staccato, shorten it very like I was watching Cosine on YouTube, which is a great series of videos where hip hop icons judge. They judge the younger class of hip hop artists and they pick one to cosign. And actually loved watching Twista give his perspective on J.I.D., with some of his super super fast cadences it's impressive like Buster Rhymes also comes to mind in terms of someone who takes musicality and just plays with it so if I'm thinking of 2021 I would give it to J.I.D. now we have finally gotten to the portion of the of the game that a lot of niggas was like record scratch Tupac Yo, I think sometimes people just want to use these type of moments and bring up Tupac and Biggie just to like incite violence because um, you know, you know, niggas will go to war behind shit like this if the answer is not correct. And I'm, I'm sorry, Fat Joe, the answer was fucking horrible. So we're going to do better. And to tell you the truth, I'm not even going to fucking touch it. <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking touch it. I'm going to touch it a little bit. But and I'm going to like touch it a little bit and then I'm going to hop right back off. The only person that I did see have Tupac potential. But unfortunately, it was cut short. Similarly to Tupac was Nipsey. And unfortunately, this particular answer would not classify or count as an answer because we are looking at 2021. That would be what I would say. I know it's not the right answer or an appropriate answer because I would need to pick someone of today. But that is my answer and I'm going to hop the fuck right off of it. <laughs> MC Hammer. Now, when he got to MC Hammer, I was just very much so like, at first, it felt like Big Ticket was just pulling random rappers out of his ass at first. But when he got to MC Hammer and I kind of looked at the list myself, I was like, wow, I actually really enjoyed doing like some research and kind of going through what my answers would be because Big Ticket really did use five different kinds of rappers, if you really looked at it, to answer for 2021 because when I think of MC Hammer of course everyone's like parachute pants dancing nigga like who it, I mean that's what Fat Joe said he said who's the dancing nigga today you know who's the nigga with the big pants today but when you really think about like MC Hammer as a rapper you think about someone who had the ability to make hits to bring rap to bring rap to the masses in a way that like white kids were singing it. Very similar to like Run DMC. Like how are you able to kind of cross over your music when it is very much so for the niggas in your hood, for the women around the block? <laughs> like how do you essentially create a song that it's for a specific group of people, but 
everyone fucking loves it, you know? Y'all are probably going to laugh at me about this answer, um, but when I look at it that way, when I'm looking at a 2021 artist of MC Hammer in that lens, <laughs> Migos comes to mind. Migos comes to mind. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Migos comes to mind for MC Hammer. And this is because them niggas make songs for us, but everyone loves them. Everyone loves them. They are a cultural icon off the simple fact that they know how to make fucking hits. They also are some snazzy dressers, just like MC Hammer. And, and Offset is a dancer. I believe he used to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. So you still get your dancing nigga. Because <laughs> Offset don't have two left feet. So even if you want to get you a little, oh, 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 Offset got you. Offset got you. <laughs> they have the talent of crossing over, of making music that don't belong in Pepsi commercials, but that's where it is, <laughs> you know? And that's probably going to be an answer that a lot of you all are like, Brittany, what the fuck but I don't care I thought it was sufficient enough for me <laughs> let me know what y'all think about my answers let me know if you all would pick different answers at tackless underscore radio on Twitter Instagram and Facebook or send me an email at tacklesspodcast at gmail.com and let's talk about it let's debate it let's discuss if you feel differently <laughs>
therefore can lead the world, but also don't know how to change their baby diaper, can't put dinner away, and can't remember their child's teacher's name. No, no, no. You can't be dumb and smart. Mm -mm. (laughs) Right? Y'all are y'all are y'all are capable. You all are intelligent. You all can chip in. Stop acting like you're stupid and you don't and you don't know how to do things. Chip in and get it done. You know, weaponized incompetence. If you see it, call it out. Expect more from the people you're around. Not just in relationships, at work too. People weaponizing competence at work too. It'd be a million and one spreadsheet just because one motherfucker can't do something. They can Google how to use Excel like the rest of us <laughs> and figure it the fuck out like the rest of us. But they don't. They ask you to do all the labor. It shows up in many ways. That's why I want us to repeat it today. Remember it. What is the word? Weaponized incompetence. And that is this week's random reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tackless Radio, and it is now time for the Tackless Topic, and we're just going to go ahead and get into it because I'm frustrated, as usual. (laughs) What else is new? But I think what's frustrating me today, a lot of us can relate to, and it's basically this hamster wheel of capitalism that we all have to basically deal with because we live on this particular rock in the universe. I will admit this tactless topic does stem from some shit that I saw, but it all, you know, kind of go hand in hand when I'm out observing the culture and twiddling through social media. And I follow six brown chicks on Twitter and they posted a screenshot of a conversation that someone was having with their manager. And long story short, the manager asked the person where they were and the person was like, why are you asking? And the manager is saying that they are supposed to be at work currently working a shift. And the person's letting them know that I typically don't work on this day. So why would you be expecting for me to come in anyway? I have this day off. And the manager responds with, well, you said that you couldn't work in the mornings, but we expect you to be here at night. So apparently there's a miscommunication between the person and their manager because they're not even clear on working hours and what schedule they both agreed to. Then that's when the person responds and says, well, I'm going to have to take this day off anyway because my father passed away yesterday. And the manager responded with, my uncle died a few days ago. I lost my grandmother. Stop being a victim. (laughs) I know. Whatever popped into your mind when you heard that last bit from the manager is the same thing that popped into my mind when I read it too. And I was like, hmm. Okay. All right. Guess I'm jobless. <laughs> and it's interesting because the person responded to their manager and said, Mail me my check. 
I quit and go fuck yourself. Which bravo, Chris. The person's name is Chris. Bravo, Chris. Because that would have been my same fucking response too. It would have been my, it would have been the same response. Stop being a victim. Baby, just because you have no soul and you have no heart and you probably didn't like your grandmother and you probably didn't like your uncle. So the fact that they died had no effect on you. So you had absolutely no problem going to work the next day. It probably was just a Tuesday for your ass. Doesn't necessarily mean that the next person is going to process that in the same way that you did just off rip. How horrible of a person you are to have no empathy. Like I thought one of the, necessary skills of being a people manager was to be empathetic because you a people manager girl you working with people and people got shit that go on in their personal lives that may affect the work that they're doing but the reason why a lot of this pisses me off is because when I looked in the comments of that particular tweet everyone was talking about how they had a similar situation where something tragic happened in their personal life And their job basically gave them an ultimatum. And so many individuals had to quit just for the sanctity or just for their peace of mind or just off of you ain't going to fucking disrespect me. And it's crazy because, baby, it still feel like slavery. Like capitalism is basically still slavery. Like this entire country only knows exploitation of workers It's just that they're nice about it now because slavery is outlawed. But every single one of us are subscribing to capitalism, which is basically soft porn of slavery. And it's absolutely bullshit. Even just thinking about healthcare being attached to your employer, basically due to racism and slavery. But like you feel so indebted. It's like I will lose my eyesight and my teeth if I don't work. Because they're paying a portion of it. It's not even like y'all pay all of it. Like you literally want me to stress the fuck out for you. And you don't even pay all my health care. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out defeat. You don't even run me my entire check. You give pennies on the dollar to it, baby. And I got to contribute how much? I could just do it for my fucking self. Like what are we doing? Like the setup... The setup is so, the setup is giving me indentured servitude. That's what it's giving me. It's giving me indentured servitude. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, because we all have been there. Where you had a manager that's, you know, gave you the bullshit of, oh my God, take the day. I totally understand. I feel you. I am here for you. And that's not really the case because they writing you up on the low, talking about your performances slipping because your mother died. I'm sorry, Barbara. My mind has been elsewhere. Sorry, I can't move any fucking faster. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've, we're in the middle of a pandemic 700,000 people died. Yeah, we're going to have a labor shortage. Because here's the thing about the labor shortage. So many people retired at the same time that many of that same population of people died due to (laughs) COVID-19. And you want to replace 
that particular demographic with people because that job still needs to get done. But here's the thing. The people, the younger ones that are still alive that you want to replace them with, we're not going to tolerate the same bullshit that Sheila and Barbara and John and Matthew and Billie Jean tolerated when you exploited the fuck out of them. We're not going to take the same indentured servitude package, baby. It's got to look a little nicer. And some companies get it. There are companies that are definitely working towards paternity and maternity leave. There are companies that are allowing for flexible scheduling and remote work. There are companies that have great health care. You don't have to contribute as much. And they do attract better talent because of it, because you just can't, you cannot exploit us in the same way you did our grandparents. We're not going to allow it. And stop with the bullshit rhetoric about how lazy everybody is because all these jobs are available and don't nobody want to work. Because baby, it's got to be a fucked up system. If you make more on unemployment than you did working. And that is the entire service industry. Like I was out last night and we ended up getting our food before our drinks because they were super busy and staff was just short. I wasn't tripping. Tips on tips. But I definitely as an experience understood the difference because there is a difference. And to to tell you the truth, I support it. So when y'all are out there with that bullshit about like, oh, if it's $15 an hour, then they can't hire as many people. So you have to wait longer. That's okay. I'm fine. I ain't going no fucking where. If my burgers take a little longer, if my drinks take a little longer. Because I think if we are understanding that as a collective, we all need to get on the same fucking page so that we all can... Wow, sis. I'm sorry, y'all. I apparently wanted to record while they want to practice for the air and water show. (laughs) Very much so a Chicago thing. Anywho, I'm okay getting behind the fact that service may be a little behind because I'm down with people who want to hold the line and say, no, you're not going to disrespect the fuck out of me. I want livable wages because I don't know if you all understood it's not $15 an hour (laughs) y'all are literally bitching and moaning about $15 an hour and that's still not the livable wage it's like $22 an hour is a livable wage we can't even get halfway there so difficult so fucking difficult so I'm okay with people as a collective coming together to say, you know what? You're not going to exploit us. We will walk the fuck out. We will quit. You will mail me my last check. Because the sacrifice of those is going to be the greater good for all. So if I got to wait, bitch, I'll wait. It's fine. Stop speaking for everybody else. That bullshit about like, oh, service is going to be slow and businesses need to make money. Da, da, da. They're rich already. I don't understand how broke people be so supportive for conglomerates that exploit them every fucking day. It's giving Stockholm. <laughs> it's giving Stockholm. And I want y'all to break the chains of capitalism. I actually just feel like if you are working for a company, giving them 40 hours of your life every single fucking week 
taking away from your family, taking away from your personal life, taking away from your happiness, then at least make it a an appeasing trade. At least make me want to be here, bitch. Because you got those people who sit in the car that be like, here I go, got to put on a fucking smile for eight hours and play fake like I want to be in this bitch. No, nobody wants to be at the job that you designed to make you money on purpose. Just let that go and stop asking that bullshit ass question in interviews. Why do you want to be here? Because I live in America that exploits workers for them to be able to eat. So I'm just trying to do my part. (laughs) Like that should be an acceptable answer in a fucking interview because that's exactly what the fuck it is. (laughs) That's just what it is. So I appreciate the fact that this particular person was like, oh, no, no, no. You won't disrespect me. You won't exploit me. You won't make me feel bad that I am grieving my father on a day that I normally don't work anyway, bitch. The fuck? And I, and looking through the threads and everyone, you know, sharing a very similar story about a family member passing away. Hell, there was one person who said that their friend got killed right in front of them and they needed to take the day off. Like their friend got killed in front of them, like in the morning and they were kind of like trying to call off in the evening because they had like a night shift and the boss was like skirt skirt nope so you'll be here on time right and they were like run me my last check I appreciate it I support it we have we are currently in the age of Aquarius so for those who are into zodiac and astrology and everything you know what that means because we are in the age of Aquarius I just think of the same my mom used to always say and you know in the black families I'm personally in a lot of (laughs) religious families the same everything that happens in the dark comes to light how I would sum up the age of Aquarius is that everything that's done in the dark will come to light and we're starting to see it we're starting to see a lot of things a lot of things that we were okay with we're just not okay with anymore we are willing to fight back to speak up to really get shit done, to really be like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna expose the truth. Like this Mercury retrograde has been hell. Who would have thought? You know, who would have thought that this particular Mercury retrograde in Libra, that the biggest platforms where people expose their beauty, expose their luxuries, expose how great they are that that shit would go down and crash (laughs) you know the irony sometimes it just writes its own jokes it really does it really does I think it's just becoming unacceptable for the things that we just used to be okay with to still be the things that we're going to be okay with without asking questions why And a lot of people are just frustrated that a lot of us are asking why, because you all were okay with just blind loyalty. You all are upset that we're even asking the questions. And the fact that we're getting pushed back, we're like, Ooh, baby, this is starting to feel like slavery. (laughs) And we got to do something about it. And I really appreciate a lot of people who are doing a lot of things to try and change the tide. I hate the fact that, that one of 
everyone's favorite sayings is just kind of like, well, that's just how it is. That's just the way it is. That's just how things are. I hate those phrases because yes, that is true. But does that mean that that has to continue to be the status quo if we have now become aware that it doesn't work for all? And then when you push back, because I have that as a question, I'm like, okay, so this feels like, <laughs> like you're a king and we're all supposed to just be like subjects. This is not a democracy like we thought, huh? Hmm. <laughs> It's giving tyrant. That's really what it's giving. And we're, we're just tired. I know I am, bitch. I know I the fuck am tired. And I know y'all are tired. We all are fucking tired. (laughs) And I don't even know if I want to be upset at managers about it. Because those managers that are like so fucking heartless, they feel that they have to be because they're under such scrutiny for metrics and deliverables because these corporations are asking for a lot. Like, think about it. If we just, as a a collective, just limit the amount of usage in everything that we do, we might be able to take like an extra day off from work, like supply and demand. Do we really need all the extra shit that we have? No. Like if, Everybody didn't need five TVs to one household. Then that means the niggas that make TVs wouldn't have to necessarily be there as often because not that many TVs are needed. You know, I think we just kind of need to take a break. Like the whole industrial mindset, you know, back in the 20s and the 30s when we were gearing up and trying to be out every other country and who can be the fucking best is still here. And I think we can calm the fuck down. That's really why we are like throwing ourselves away in terms of like global warming because we're producing such a large carbon footprint that we can't turn back in. Like trees give us oxygen and you all are burning and cutting those things down at massive rates. It's stupid. What are we going to be breathing? That's why people are making air, making artificial air. (laughs) air purification machines because our air is just not the good air just like all of these things are so cyclical like we really are all one like I can like everything from capitalism to how we're treating our planet to how we're treating our bodies which is why healthcare is shitty but it's connected to your employer who is basically a slave owner like it's all so it's all intertwined I guess what I would say is like my advice to humanity is to pick a cause that really speaks to you and drill that shit down because we have so many people in the world that don't care because of course you live in a space of privilege so you've never needed to care because things are cushy for you but I really do feel like if everyone can pick a cause and drill that shit down because we need to be hitting all of these things at once. Like we need to be working on police brutality while we work on sexism, while we work on racism, while we work on transphobia and homophobia, but also while we work on capitalism and exploitation of workers. And like, we got to work on all of that at the same time so that it's so strong as we press down that we can break the system and get this shit changed. 
you know, but be like, we want to focus on one thing and then move our focus from another thing. Like it's okay to care about so many things, but I think if we all just take one of the causes, commit to it and draw that shit down, we will get a lot of shit done. And this is my part in trying to start the conversation. It is also not lost on me that the moment Martin Luther King Jr. turned to exploited workers from civil rights and racism, that's when the CIA was like, mm, I don't know too much. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something about that. We have to get that out of here. No, it's okay when he was trying to back the niggers. But exploited workers, that's everybody. And there's a reason for that, you know? Because we all can understand that we are literally living under the thumb of like 10 billionaires. Such bullshit. So pick your cause, drill it down, and it's okay to wait a couple extra minutes at the bar for your drink because I support everybody, everybody not tolerating disrespect from their fucking manager and telling that bitch to mail me my check. Mm.